everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a glorious, finally, Sunday here in Washington. we got a great show lined up. Uh, Alan Popofsky is a restaurateur we've known for, we've known him for 15 years, haven't we? Mm-hmm. He's got some longer. great restaurants in town, including Teddy, the Lincoln, and the new Declaration Nationals Park. There's another of- declaration there, too. There's a declaration in Shaw and a declaration in National Park. But I said Park. the new declaration National Park. I know. Park. I just didn't want you to miss any of the I don't properties. want to miss anything. I don't want Alan mad at me. Okay. Uh, Alan's corporate executive chef, Demetrio Zavala, is, is in. He's a James Beard nominee. He's a winner of the Food Network's Chopped. Look at you, son. Wow. And uh, and Alan somehow snagged him, and he's in today with uh, taste and talk of um, – of, uh, the, the new restaurant and the upcoming, we're going to talk about the MLB All-Star Game and what you guys have going on I know, on there's that. so much going on around town about that. It's going to be insane. Now, let's let's all get transcendental, man, because we're going to talk we about Solex. We could just Sol-X. get zen. Solex. So, Solex is this great place where you can float away your stress and cares in a very luxurious, in, in luxurious surroundings. Um, Solex founder Pedramine Vaziri was in several months ago touting the benefits of Flotation, and we're going to explain. But that all was that to before you. you and I had the opportunity well, to try it. That is true, and and I committed to doing it because I'm very skeptical of stuff like that. And I have to say, it was awesome. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll talk great. about your experience and what other people's right, benefits you in are. Megan Scott, who's one of her regulars, and yep. we'll hear from Megan too. Excellent. Megan says no BS. It's right. a no BS zone. Okay. And Chef Todd Sprick of Lupo Marino is in to talk about all the summer fare at the restaurant, the new market at Lupo Verde Osteria, and lots more. I can't right, wait. because we had uh, the Lupo Verde guys in when they first opened on 14th Street, but now, just like a lot of restaurants around town, they have multiple properties, so we're going to hear about their growth and about their new space on the wall. Now, Lupo means wolf in Italian, and Verde means green. I don't know why it's green wolf. We're going to find out. Okay. We're going to make Todd make it up. Okay, Todd, right. get ready. Come up and, with a story. And and booze by any other name still smells as sweet. Adrian Walker's in from Blue Henry, uh, handcrafted cocktail candy. It's used by mixologists okay, so and so I think bartenders. you need to say that again. Like, you just, like, ran, like, you buried the lead. Like, what? it's cocktail candy. That's a totally different concept. I don't bury no leads. Yeah, I don't think you know what the lead is. I don't, so, even, know, anyway. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, exactly. to be candid. Okay, but, go ahead. But we're going to talk to Adrian as well, and we're going to taste cocktails with her candy and, and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, but first... We're going to talk to Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets because he's going to tell us what's happening there. Are you there? I Mitch? am indeed. You are. And if I have, yes, and if I have to come down and separate you two, I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay, that's all i got to tell you. All she's right. crazy Mitch, about she's me. annoying. Oh, my God, she's so freaking bossy. All right, all right. Well, you know, you married a woman, I did the same thing. What can you know? What can you do? So I'm going to try guys next time and see what happens. Oh, okay. no, you know what? I got one quick thing to say. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> oh, you would know. Yeah, okay, so yeah. tell so, us what's going on line. at Central Farm Markets. Here's what's going on. By the way, when they talk about that floating thing, I did a lot of that in college. So here's what's going we, we on. We all did. But that's on, that's on salt water. You were floating on something else. Yes. Of course. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Mm. Well, what can I say? The markets have everything now. 
It's the height of the seasons, and they're overlapping. We've got berries and cherries and corn and tomatoes, nectarines, all different kinds of plums. It's everything. What Up kind of plums? When you say all different have, kinds of plums, what kind of plums we are we talking uh, about? Purple Heart, Shiro, Methley. Um, we have another variety. I forgot the name. They're like they're like almost look like a large cherry, mm-hmm. uh, but it's smaller than a Methley plum. Um, these are the interesting. I'm glad you asked me because all of these varieties are not available in supermarkets. No, it's true. They're so not available in supermarkets. None of them. None of them. And of course, the biggest difference. Possibly, if you're going to pick one item mm-hmm. between a supermarket produce, is the peach. Peaches right. are got to be picked ripe before they have their flavor, uh, you know, fully available to your tongue. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that was artfully said. Really no question good. about it. You should be. Right. You should. You should write some of this down. Right. Uh, I I thought you sent it to me with a link. Anyway, <laughs> um, so to make a long story short, it's no one has ever had, and I can't believe none of your viewers have never had what a real peach and a real nectarine and a real plum tastes like. You got to visit a farmer's market, preferably Central Farm Market. But uh, uh, we've got everything going on here today. Over 60 farmers, artisans, food producers, local distilleries, food to eat here. We have a six-peak bluegrass. Uh, band playing today. We always have live music at all four of our markets. We have pickles. We have bakers. We have vegetarian and vegan options. Well, I think one of the things, Mitch, that you should really make clear is um, because when we have a Sunday off, like we did last Sunday when we went to the market, you know, there are so many fabulous farmers there, but you also have an incredible selection of artisanal producers as well, um, doing prepared foods and also, you know, prepared products. And it's a really terrific mix of both, you. you know, farmers and artisanal products as well. You can buy plants there. You can. It's really. You can't yeah, name anything that can't be. Well, you can name a couple things that can't be done there, but yeah. well, those you, are illegal. You so buy, you can't buy products with twenty ingredients. Right. No, that's not available. And you know what else you can't buy at the market? And we're very proud of this, and we have a lot of feedback from parents. Totally serious. There is no candy available here. No Uh-oh. candy. No matter don't where you go in the United States of America, maybe on planet Earth, I don't care if you go to the Home Depot, the natural food store, the supermarket, convenience store, gas station, you name it. What's at the counter? Candy. Parents appreciate it. So you see at our farmer's market kids walking around munching on Peppers, cherry tomatoes. Seriously, it really. Makes I can my hear heart. that you're an anti-candyite. Tell everybody where the markets are, bud. All right. So, please come to the two farmers markets on Sunday. One in Fairfax, the Mosaic Central Farmers Market, every Sunday year-round. Bethesda downtown on the Bethesda Elementary School parking lot every Sunday year-round, nine to one thirty. And our two Saturday markets. One in the new one at the Westfields. Montgomery Mall, Saturday, 9 to 1.30, Pike and Rose, at, uh, at, on Pike and Rose in the parking lot of the REI, 9 to 1.30. You can also find out everything at centralfarmmarkets.com. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Mitch. Mitch. Thank Take you care. so much. Yeah. All right. Well, nobody would ever accuse him of being Brief. short-winded. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, I want to remind everybody, we're on Facebook Live. Go to Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S, to see the show live. 
I believe you're looking at me right now, you lucky dogs. Um, Adrian Walker's in from Blue Henry Handcrafted Cocktail Candy. First of all, Adrian. Did Hi, you? Adrian. Hi. Hello. What is your background, aside from being a candy eater, and wh- where did this idea come from? So my background has absolutely nothing to do with this. Um, I, w- um, you can actually turn that microphone. Yeah, face. put it right in front you of you. You don't have up. to contort. You're Got good. it? All right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I started out in hospital administration. Um, and, and then you uh, were like, I really need a drink. No, what you I, said is, kid, you're sick. Yes. Eat some candy. Well, af- then I moved into federal government, and then I oh, said, then. yes, I need a cocktail. That's how I became a serious drug user. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's always sort of been my passion to um, entertain and um, enjoy cocktails. So mm-hmm. wanted to figure out a fun way to enter the craft cocktail um, environment and experience, and uh, came up with this cotton cotton candy and s- rich simple syrups cocktail candy. Okay, so let's talk about the cotton candy. What is it? I mean, it's not you're blending something specific. Yeah, so it isn't like Carnival cotton candy. It actually uses very similar herbs and spices that you'd find in a liqueur and in bitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll find when you try these cocktails that they sort of elevate they elevate the same way a liqueur does, the same way a bitters does. Um, and doesn't just sweeten the drink. So when you use the cotton candy in a drink, do you just put it in the glass and pour it on top? Like, because yeah, so I feel like you would want to watch it. Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like it's a entertainment piece. It is. That's the, that's a fun part about it. That mm-hmm. you know it um, takes your sort of normal cocktail and makes it a fun experience for the consumer. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, you'll see me present it a few different ways today. Okay, so what are we making first? So the first one we're going to make is a gimlet, which is a pretty standard um, drink. Um, but instead of using a lime simple syrup, we're going to use our lime cotton candy. Cool. All right. Well, Eli is going to be filming that, uh, our Steven Spielberg in studio uh, for Facebook Live. Uh, and Aviva Goldfarb R-I-T is in studio. Freshman. And she's doing that on Instagram Live. Okay, so we've got multiple cameras on it, so go at it. All right, no pressure, right? Okay, no pressure. <laughs> so while you're doing that, we're going to get into... Well, let's talk to Demetrio. Right? You say that like that's a surprise. That's what's next. We're I know. talking to Demetrio. So right. I'm just jumping in. Okay. All right, so Demetrio, let's do a little bit of your background because it's pretty interesting. Did you say you were, I can't remember, trained as an accountant or something? Does that? Yeah, accounting was my first, my first draw. I didn't do a culinary afterwards. And what happened? One of these days, one day uh, you said, color, numbers are, these numbers? Uh, numbers are really easy for me to calculate ratios and percentages in my head, so I would just talk for my fourth grade teacher how to do it, so I was really always interested in numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, I always cooked since I was 15, and it's it was more my passion than sitting at a and desk. And you've cooked with some impressive people. Yeah, so talk about how you actually got into the cooking world, because you have a pretty impressive resume. Well, working in the cooking world, I you know had op- many opportunities as far as like working in a restaurant. I worked for about 10 years for a con- uh, unique restaurant comp. All of it's in South Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm from Miami. My my grandmother's Cuban. I lived in Cayocho in Miami, 8th Avenue. So, but Miami's like home for me. Mm-hmm. But I was able to work in it's with some great chefs. I had a mentor, which was Pierre Veal. He took me under his wing and he started explaining to me how to create things. And I became more excited about it as time went. Mm-hmm. I interned in New York. I worked for Eric Repair, Danielle Belloud. Uh, I worked for Rocker to Spirit, Union Pacific. I worked at Aereo with uh, Charlie Palmer. And actually, Brian Voltaggio was the sous chef there at the time when mm-hmm. I was 
stage in there in the summer. So it was interesting. Right. I was able to chefs is interesting because you're able to network and they always say, look, I got a friend that works here. I got a friend that works here. You want to go stage here. And everybody's always willing to help each other as a chef, at least especially in New York and other areas in Miami. And they always want to send you on somewhere else that you can learn some, especially if they see somebody that's hungry to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you find that a lot also. I think that's a sort of this new generation of chefs, right, who really want to elevate each other. I find it here in D.C. that a lot of the chefs, you know, reach out to each other and, and really try to work together to for all the big charity events and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Everybody always trying to do things here in D.C., especially, you know, philanthropy work, anything from cancer to you know, human rights and everything. Everybody's Share our strength. There. I mean, everything. Every, yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. out there trying to to basically and show that their support and everything. Especially all the local chefs in there that've been here a while. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Weedemeyer is always there. You have Boobin that's there. You have a lot of like good pedigree here chefs that've been here for years. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about. I want to talk about the whole company because you guys had Lincoln and then Teddy and now you've got these two declarations and you've got really interesting concepts that are sort of breaking through all around D.C. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to uh, Demetrio Zavala, who's the uh, corporate executive chef with Alan Popovsky's Presidential Restaurant Group. And we were kind of in the middle of your story there, but let's kind of switch up to the restaurants because each one has a bit of a different profile. What what are you doing in those different places? Well, each place is is different in its own. I mean, um, Lincoln is, we did a lot of uh, research for each restaurant and tried to create food and things that like Abraham Lincoln liked. Obviously, chicken fricassee was one of his, he loved chicken fricassee. If you look at most of his inauguration dinners that always had that. It was his favorite. So we made a chicken pot pie, obviously more American-driven, but the same flavor profile. Um, we do use local products in those restaurants as far as like Lincoln and and uh, Teddy and the Bully Bar. Here I, I brought today a couple of things that I picked myself out in, in Laurel, Maryland. Um, everything is made. Does he mean Laurel? Laurel, <laughs> yeah. Laurel, that, Maryland. That, that's yeah. such a, it's, uh, I mean, that elevates Laurel beyond where it should <laughs> yeah, go. Trust me. Uh, Laurel. But, you know, I mean. Um, we live in Rockville. <laughs> <laughs> but everything everything here is made from the root to the stem to the leaves. Um, I made a zucchini salad here. That's it's beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. But the dressing is actually made from the from actually the stem and the leaves of the plant itself. What so made they, you decide to do that? Because that's, I mean, you know, in this Eddie? sort of area of like people are really into food waste and you know alleviating that. What made you decide to like use I, stems? And I stuff was like I that? was thinking about like what can I do with the other parts of it? Can I make grape leaves? Can I take the leaves? Can I blanch them? Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to think of different ways to manipulate, but to use all the product and obviously that increases profitability and, and eliminates your food. Sure. Co- it helps your food costs in every kind of way. I also did that as well with a sunflower plant. Peel back the sunflower stem and slice it very thin and pickled it. I made the the, uh, seeds that were still very green, made Nutella out of the seeds, took the leaves. Wait, wait, wait. You made a Nutella out of sunflower sunflower seeds? seeds? Yeah. But it's usually hazelnut. Usually hazelnuts. You can make Nutella out of any nut. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, once you put chocolate in there, who cares? Yeah, right, exactly. I guess that's true. It's, it's all about the butter. It's just a sweet nut, grounded, yeah. holding right. powdered sugar. I can sugar. make it out of dog food if I want. I just don't, you know. <laughs> right. You don't make anything, so yeah, let's true. just leave it at that. Um, okay, so the food, the two products that you brought in today, these two plates, are this is what we can find at Declaration this Navy is Yard? What you can find this at Declaration Navy Yard. It is our, our new melon and uh, 
is that a beet salad with feta cheese and olives and also cucumbers. Mm-hmm. This uh, zucchini Caesar, you can also find. This is going to be a Teddy and a Bully this bar. This is stunning. It's beautiful. They're with both the dressing as well. Mm-hmm. I also have the same Caesar salad, but in a in a different manner at a Lincoln restaurant. Don't you think at somebody should eat one of those Fiori just to tell everybody Go what in. it tastes like? Here it goes, gang. Um, so would you say the dishes at all the restaurants are they all super composed dishes? Yes, all of them are, are super composed dishes, but okay. very simple and clean, so you're able to taste every element of the dish. That's the mm-hmm. thing that we always try to do. We don't want to hide the taste. If you're going to eat a cucumber, you're going to taste the cucumber. If you're going to eat a piece of melon, you're going to taste the melon. So you're going to let the product shine through. Exactly. Do you okay. still find people who, like, I, I mean, I, zucchini flowers are the most, when they're right, they're right. They're delicious. Yeah. That people who kind of shy away from that or not at all? Well, nice. some people don't ever never try them, but they like them best fried with ricotta, lemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. parmesan cheese inside. I mean, what is, I mean, and they're crispy. I mean... Because usually right now when you have them when they're at raw. At that point, they're just an in- a casing for everything else. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? But you don't you, get to taste the when flour. When you eat them fresh, they're, they're soft. But you, people, oh, you want texture. Though. So uh-huh. when you, they're fried, you have the crispiness on the outside. No, no, no. I mean, I get be. what you're saying. But, you know, you're really missing, I think, the essence of what the flour tastes like. Yes, correct. Good. So now, you guys, given now that you're at the Navy Yard, um, Major League Baseball is going to be doing a huge thing here at yeah, the end of the for week. Yeah, the for the All-Star game, we actually picked five different areas that were known for baseball new york chicago mm-hmm. la and we're making five different styles of hot dogs for the all-star game okay so basically chicago hot dog obviously you know that the bright green relish mm-hmm. the sliced tomato the the celery salt the cucumbers everything on there Yum. so uh. then we, and for new york we did more sign of like a streamlined coney island dog mm-hmm. where you basically sweat down the onions and a little tomato and etc we also did a kimchi hot dog too, that's going to represent or in L.A. that's very like, you know, has a definite influence right. of Asian, Asian flavors. Influence. Mm-hmm. And those are just three of the ones we have. We also have a duck hot dog that's made into a corn dog as well. No, it's actually a crab hot dog that we made. Just set it with meat glue a little bit and we fried it as a corn dog. Wait, with what's a meat glue? Meat glue is transglutamate sodomate, which is like a stabilizer. Meaning you can actually take different pieces of meat and put the powder together and actually stick them together. And they'll all stick together. So you can put 50 steaks together and you'll have 50. It'll look like fifty layers of steak, but it sticks together. That's pretty Wait, cool. Wait, what? <laughs> a lot. Of, okay, you know there was a very popular thing coming like scallop noodles and and there's like chicken. There, that's yeah. what they use to stabilize it. Basically, it binds proteins together. But is it is it a? You've never heard of Elmer's meat glue? No, I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. No, but is it a, a natural product? Yes. Okay. Fascinating. That no, I didn't cool. know that one. That is yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Like you can glue two scallops together. You can is take... it like, you know those shiitake noodles that they sell, like in water? Like no, that's a food? different noodle. That's that's the, maybe done with like pureed rice and tapioca starch and everything. That's a different noodle. Okay. Only these are only derivative of things that excrete water and everything that have their natural proteins. Cool. So like chicken, steak, scallop, fish, okay. anything else like that. Like if you're going to make sausage, you can just fold it in really fast and it'll stabilize the hot dog. Right, we've had some chefs on here that knew their stuff. Dimitri, <laughs> you may be number one with a bullet. Man. Okay. This guy knows everything. Um, uh, all right. Can, well, wait, well, can I get it? Can you reserve me a seat at uh, DMP for the uh, for uh, you know like absolutely, hot dogs? absolutely, absolutely. Right, you can try down. each one. Of them. Actually, is, are the dogs ready now? I mean, are they out there? Are they being served? Now we're going to be the... we're serving them on the first day of the All Star oh, game. Cool. He's going to the game today. But oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Save okay, tell everybody where they can find your properties, please. Uh, property, uh, Lincoln Restaurants, 1110 Vermont Avenue. We have Teddy and a Bully Bar, 1219 M Street, Northwest, just off of DuPont Circle. Also have Declaration Restaurant in Shaw on 8th and V, 
and we have our new one at Declaration Nats Park on 1237 First Street Southeast. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in today. Thank wow. you. All right. Um, Adrian, we're coming back to you. So that what? drink was pretty powerful. <laughs> My goodness. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> yes, Can we talk about Blue Henry in the name? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, we, you, you, you know, you spend a lot of time trying to think of the name of your company. And um, we the name that we really like was Blue Henry because that was the name of our family pet. Um, we just felt like his his spirit uh, represented the spirit of the brand, the fun, the energy. So Aww, yeah. that's so sweet. That's who Blue Henry is. OK, so what made you decide to do cotton candy? I mean, did you see it somewhere? Where did your creative process like jump in? Well, um, when I decided I wanted to go into this, I obviously had to do a lot of research, learn a lot about how liqueurs are made and, and such, um, and really got fascinated with bitters and how the flavors are extracted um, from bitters. And um, as I learned more about sugars, I, I realized how I could coat um, the sugar with the same extracts that you use for um, crafting um, liqueurs and um, mm -hmm. bitters. Uh, coat it, coat the cotton candy, and then I've got this fun surprise for cocktails. It's so, so much fun, and I mean, watching the cocktail be made is just terrific. Like it's, I just think it's a totally different way of doing things. All right, what are you making us next? Okay, so uh, we're gonna move from a classic, and we're gonna do something that's really nice and light for the summer. I call it, an, I call it an elderflower smash. It uses our elderflower flavored um, cotton candy and um, a little bit of white cranberry juice and mint. Excellent. All right. Well, you get to mixing that. Okay. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna change the gonna feeling in here. Sole. We're gonna yes, get we're deep gonna get and super transcendental relaxed. and all that. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, Pedramine Vaziri is the founder and CEO. Although we should not give short shrift to her husband, who's the guy that I always run into when I'm there. Um, mm. Of Solex, and Solex is this incredible experience for stress relief and meditation. Why don't you tell everybody about? you know, you and how you figured this out? Yes. Um, well, the first time I tried it, I was a few years ago. Um, uh, before that, uh, yoga and meditation was the way of stress relief for me. And after trying floating, um, I found uh, how amazing it is and how, uh, you know, all the benefits. So I thought, uh, you know, this is something that we don't have here in Washington, D.C., uh, mm -hmm. where the stress level is very high. So it's a perfect match for Well, so opening. let's tell people even though we've had you on the show before, exactly what this deprivation chamber is and how it works. Right. Um, so it's basically, um, there's only tw uh, 12 inches of salt water um, that makes the water super buoyant um, uh, that contains about 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. Mm -hmm. um, so the water is super buoyant. You float effortlessly on your back and, uh, and you're basically depriving all your senses. Um, there's no sound, um, no light. Um, the water is the same as body temperature. And um, there's no gravity. So Which actually was the most interesting part to me. My concern before getting mm -hmm. in there was that I was going to be cold. Mm -hmm. Even though like, I, I understood what you were saying. You're like, it's the same body temperature. But I felt like I wasn't going to be warm enough. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like when you take a bath, like you can never get that temperature right. But mm -hmm. you never feel cold at all. You feel it's very comfortable. Well, in but there. I also think I mean, you're kind of moving fast through the experience. Because when you say deprivation, it's almost mm -hmm. like I'm in this black box and, you know, God help me. 
the thing you're in is sort of a like an inflated clamshell. That's number one. Right. And you hear music, and there are lights on the inside that eventually... There is no Only music. at the beginning. Only at the beginning. But I'm saying, you're in. eased into the experience. It's not like you just suddenly get in this thing, and the lid right. clamps down. It was really pleasant. And that was one of the right. concerns I have, because I'm a little claustrophobic. Well, that's uh, uh, most of people's concern. I think mm-hmm. they are locked into a... Well, I think people think box, it's going to look like a, a like a um, yeah like a casket or like a you know like a tanning bed that I'm you're not just going to be like go you're going to be like <laughs> stuck in something. No, you're not. Very you're in airy. total control of your environment. Mm-hmm. You can leave the lid open, float like that, or um, get out at any time. But uh, the, yeah, go, no, no, go ahead. So um, so yeah, that's uh, basically um, the, again the light and the music plays on for the first few minutes to ease you in, and then mm-hmm. everything will go off. That's where you start experiencing the sensory. I mean, I was very scared. When, what we said when you were on the show before was I would get come give it a try and give an honest appraisal of it, and I I really I didn't think I'd be that. Real. I fell asleep. This, I did it right. twice. Most people do. I right. was knocked out. Um, and we should also mention we've got a lady here named Megan Scott who was a regular at Solex. And uh, you're checking your notes. You have to check your notes. I have to, to see check how you my notes. I have to uh, about how I feel about how it. Do you yeah. feel how do you? How did you? How did you? How did you find it? And why did you decide to try it? Yeah. So I um, had never tried floating before. Okay. And I um, have done kind of like what Pedramine said. I've done a lot of um, acupuncture, yoga, meditation, and I was at my acupuncture clinic, and I was sort of eavesdropping because. That's what as one you, does. As you do. <laughs> right. And um, overheard um, someone talking about this floating experience and how it was the only one in D.C. And so quick Google search, um, found Solex, made an appointment. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I found it. And so for somebody like you who meditates already, were you doing meditation classes or were you just meditating on your own? Meditating on my own. Okay. And so do you, can you meditate for an hour? Are you able to do that? I can meditate for maybe up to 30 minutes before I get super antsy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes a while. It, okay. t- it took a while to I'm like it. at 12 minutes. It's like, 12 minutes that's is, it. Is are you really kidding? Good. And it's a struggle. Ten, All 12 minutes is a struggle. Is it? Are you um, just silent? or is No, it no, no. I ha- it has to be guided. Well, she's never silent. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't be in like empty space for 12 minutes. No, yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. be guided. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you, when you're in... Um, the tank how do you use that time do you meditate for part of it how do you how do you get your relaxation out of mm-hmm. it so i i should say that you know i started the reason why I, I do all of these holistic practices is to um manage a lot of chronic pain that i have um okay. so i have lupus and fibromyalgia and so my muscles and my joints are typically awful um and wow. then kind of like what Pedramine said it's just a stressful place to live so when I um, get into the pod, you know, you, you just get in. You can't help but float. Right. And um, I do a quick body scan just basically from my, you know, from my feet up to my head, just sort of relaxing intentionally every single part of my body. And by by that time, the lights have gone down, the music has gone down, and I'm kind of just in this really deep meditative space mm-hmm. for 90 minutes. It's amazing. Oh my God! You do it but for ninety minutes. 90 minutes? She's a pro. I'm a pro. I do the nine. I'm She's a like, I'm a pro. Minute. I like, got this. You're like a cork bobbing in the ocean. I, I was amazed. I, I have to say, because I, you know, I mean, I, I, I was floating, mm-hmm. and you're really not in that much water. Okay, we and have I, to take a break. I don't want to take a break. Okay, well, we're going to take a break, <laughs> right, and when we come back, we're going to finish talking right. about this. This is David and Nikki Nellis. We're telling you how to get super zen um, or get really um, a little buzzed with Blue Henry Spirits. We'll be back in just a sec. <laughs> 
All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, we're talking to Megan Scott and Pedramine Vaziri about Solex, which is the coolest and only place like it, I think, in D.C. where yeah. you float your troubles away. So, Megan, you were you were talking about, I mean, you've got a number of things that you're dealing with physically. What does Solex do to sort of help you, I don't know, surmount those? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the salts are really good, as most people, you know, in their 60s and above know. Don't look at me. What are you looking at me just for? Looking at, I'm just looking in this She's general direction. General direction. I'm just having, a, I'm having a conversation. <laughs> um, just kidding. So most people know that, that salts are really kidding, good. Not kidding. For, <laughs> kidding, Hashtag kidding, kidding, not JK, kidding. Hashtag not kidding. Right. Kidding, not kidding. <laughs> um, most people know that, that Epsom salts are really good for inflammation, really good for the joints. And, you know, you're basically floating in a thousand pounds of it. And so the effect of that is is you know magnified. I was going to ask: Is Epsom salt good for the hair? It is. It because is because my hair looks natural afterwards. Actually, yeah. use Epsom salt in. Yeah, the, uh, Can I make my butt look smaller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean my hair looked amazing afterwards. It's I had no idea. Hair. It's good for the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not all about you, Nick. We're talking about <laughs> Solex here. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I am talking about Solex and what it did for me. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little bit about me. Oh, that's because you have hair. <laughs> right. I mean, so there's like a really big connection, right, between mind and body. And um, and so Epsom salt is not only really good for the body, it's also really soothing for the mind. And so when you're soothing both the body and the mind at the same time, People who suffer from chronic pain, where it's definitely interrelated, um, get the benefit of both. Get the benefit of, of de-stressing, which you know calms down your nervous system, mm-hmm. you know desensitizes the pain that you're kind of feeling all the time, um, and so that's how it sort of works on that mental and physiological well, level. Well, first of all, I want to say to make sure everybody knows, Solex is located almost at the intersection of 11th and Mass, right? right. Exactly, 1010 okay. Mass. Uh, mm-hmm. We're two blocks away from the convention center. But mm-hmm. here's, here was the thing that I had a trouble with, trouble with my first time, and I, I, I worked into it, is shutting your brain down. Mm-hmm. I mean, lying in there and thinking about all kinds of stuff and how long has it been and, you know, am I doing it right and all that stuff. So you're... You've been doing this for how many months? I've been doing this since January. Okay. Twice a week? Um, as many times as twice a week, but mostly just once a week. Okay. So, but you were already meditating and all that, so you knew how to sh- kind of shut the world See, off. See, so my very first float, I was super um, antsy. Like, I didn't know, am I doing this right? I have no idea. What do I do with my arms? I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started off doing 60 minutes, and those 60 minutes, they go by kind of slow. Um, so your your first time, um, you know, if you're a person who's in their head like I am, it was, am I doing this right? Um, and then the second time just gets easier and easier, and you kind of, your body just sort of knows what to do. Um, and I would say it takes it takes me like about ten minutes to just really get into that meditative space. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that makes sense. And then tell us about like what's happening now at at, at the space and how people are utilizing it. Well, um, we have um, all kinds of clients. We have clients from uh, members of Washington Wizard that come float mm-hmm. uh, for recovery reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they we better ha- spend some time thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so uh, we have, uh, I mean, there is not a really a niche uh, for this uh, uh, industry because mm-hmm. a lot of people can benefit from it. Not just people with stress, people with chronic pain, people that just uh, simply looking to uh, relax, uh, get into deep meditation state, um, or just uh, simply just get away from this city. Um, How do you feel, though? I mean, 
can anybody make it their own? Like I told you afterwards mm-hmm. that for me, I probably would have benefited from a bit of a guided med- Like I would have benefited from my first time mm-hmm. to be less time, like a half hour mm-hmm. with a guided meditation as a part of it. I just, until I'm able to quiet my mind enough, I feel like that that would be beneficial to me, but it feels like that that would take away from the point of being in a deprivation chamber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not deprived if you got somebody talking to you. Well, we don't offer uh, shorter, uh, I mean, uh, 30-minute sessions, but what we recommend for people that are, um, it's difficult difficult for them to uh, relax is to listen to music, uh, either in our, you know, the music that we have in our pods, or um, just bring in their own music, guided meditation. So like Led Zeppelin or something. Uh, right, <laughs> right. So that helps the mind to relax and right. stop the... So it is okay chatter. to incorporate that in yes, if it works. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Well, let's, again, tell everybody where Solex is. And I, I this is an unsolicited testimonial. you got to try it. It's awesome. Well, and I also want to tell people, because the space is really beautiful. Yeah. It's so pretty, and each uh, space has um, the, its own pod. It's very private, if people are worried about that. Yes, all the rooms yeah. are pri- private. You have your private shower. A really good shower, shower I want to add. Yeah, it's a really good shower. shower. <laughs> it's but the pods are not, you're not in a casket. I mean, they're very, they're No, oval. they're so spacious. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're eight feet by ten feet long. Mm-hmm. They're, they're huge. I yeah. mean, if it's something when you, you thought about it. trying and haven't, I highly recommend giving it a shot. Um, it is an, a really different experience, and I know, like Megan, there's so many people who really find the benefits of it. All right, guys, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so Adrian Blue this Henry. This drink is what are so much fun. Oh, did you enjoy it? I yeah. did. He didn't, David hasn't done it yet. Explain to him what he's supposed what to do. What am I supposed to do? So um, we basically ha- are serving the cocktail um, on a, a mint leaf, mm-hmm. and you take that mint leaf with the cotton candy, and you put it in the drink. Stuff it into your drink. Put it into your drink. What, what don't you understand? Just everybody's just looking it in. at. No, you're looking at talking to me like I'm an idiot. You're acting like an idiot. Put it in. <laughs> As we say, I'm a grown ass man. All right, here we go. All right, so I put it in there. See, and it just dissolves. That's awesome. That I think cool. that's really pretty. All right, cheers. And it's very it's a, good. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great drink. Yeah, just a, just a fun way um, oh, to have a summer great. summer cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Okay, what are we doing There's next? So many ways to get snunkered, you know. <laughs> Uh, the next co- cocktail we're doing um, is actually on the menu at Silver. Oh, okay. Um, just down the street down from the here. Down the street from the studio. Um, and it was uh, crafted by their uh, bar manager, Richard Torres. And so he's a great supporter, great friend. I am so happy to be able to serve his cocktail today. Okay. Um, it's a sidecar. Okay. Uh, but uses our orange-flavored uh, cotton candy um, as the sweetener. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, while you're making that. We're going to get to our next show. All right, let's talk to Chef Todd Sprick of Lupo Marino, Lupo Verde, all the Lupos, right? Um, You have a pretty interesting background yourself. Why don't you do your 411? You've done some great stuff. Uh, so I'm a Chicago native, however, did most of From my... From the city? Yes. In the city? Belmont and Clifton. Uh, well, my sister lives in Grant Park, and my father grew up in Lincoln Park, and we're, we're compadres. Very nice. And, and our son went to Northwestern. That's right. So there you go. So there. Okay, now we've done our thing. Do you? No, now no, you can do then, your uh, thing. Now that we've interrupted you. No worries. With us. I got my cooking wings pretty much uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, started off with Jean-Georges, uh, a couple of his chefs, with mm-hmm. him himself, uh, Justin Smiley and Ignacio Matos of Il Buco, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Creter from The Modern at the MoMA, uh, Tom Calicchio, Calicchio and Sons. Mm-hmm. And just then couple, I... Just a couple, the names are dropping like crazy here. 
Right. How was working with Jean Georges? Intense. Good. He was... He's been in studio. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he had a facial. She loved his, his face. His skin was really fabulous. <laughs> He's it was. Very, Andy, don't you he remember? Takes care of his skin was she beautiful. She was like, George, wait, you have a skin. I was like, oh my God, face. your skin oh. is so beautiful. Oh, Can I Jean touch your skin? He, and he's a delightful human being. I didn't work for him. I just got to interview no, him. No, he is. He is. He's very delightful. Um, Pretty wild man himself. Mm-hmm. But an incredible chef, incredible person to work with. Uh, and his whole team, his whole empire that he has built is very impressive. So, what brought you down to DC? Uh, I actually moved up here from Miami. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we got some Miami boys in the house. All right. So, yeah, I made a quick stop down in Miami. I was down there for about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked with Steven Starr and uh, at Le Zoo. Did another stint at the Fountain Blue with Scott Conant at Jeez. Scarpetta. Nice. And, yeah, then decided to move up here. I was well, so did the, the, summer Did you go way. right to the Lupa Verde guys, or were you working someplace else first? Yes, I met Mo who is the owner. I met mm-hmm. him down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually came up here on a whim, did a tasting with him, and... Uh, and liked it. Yeah, I really liked the spot. I really like his style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shared the same vision when we wanted to open Lupo Marino, mm-hmm. which was, you know, we want to do something rustic, yet refined, comfortable, mm-hmm. um, which is what you'll see when you come into Lupo Marino. It's really well, so comfortable. Let's explain it. So Lupo Marino is the one at the wharf. It's down at the wharf. Right, so it's brand new. Yes. So let's explain the concept, because the original Lupo Verde is on 14th Street. Correct. Um, which is great, you know. No, Lupo Verde on 14th Street is amazing. I love the space. It's mm-hmm. very, very, it's an old building. And they kept it an old building, right? You know, so it's got a really rustic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of house made cheese, make all their charcuterie in house, right. all their bread in house. Did you change anything that they were doing? I no, mean, no, because usually a new chef comes in and you know they're changing. No, um, I wanted to. I like the way everything is. You no, know, I like right. the, I like the machine that we have now. And it was doing well. Yeah. So my move was to come up here and help them open up Marino. Mm-hmm. So Lupa Marino is. We're going for a coastal, casual, comfortable, yet we deliver a very, very good product. So what does that mean? Like, what does what does that look like down at the um, So a lot of fried, is lot it of a fried big items. Space? No, it's small. We because have so many of those restaurants at the wharf are huge. We are, huge. We are a hole in the wall compared to everyone else down there. Um, okay. We have about 35, 35 to 40 seats. And then once you include the bar and the outside patio, mm-hmm. we can get up to 70 to 75. And you're not exactly on the water. You're a little tucked back, no, right? No, we're tucked back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know where the location is. Um, so tell us about like the dishes and the kinds of things you're making there. So the concept over there is we wanted to deliver something where... You know, you can come in and eat quick. So mm-hmm. a lot of fried items that you can eat on the run. Uh, the polpettinis, which are our veal and beef meatballs. Mm-hmm. The arancinis, mm-hmm. paninis. We have uh, amazing wood fire oven over there. Ooh. So the pizzas are pretty much, the pizzas are the forefront. Um, that's really what most of the, sorry. That's okay. Um, that's what most of the people are there for. Mm-hmm. That's the majority of the business. Okay. Is this the first location where you're really doing pizzas? Uh, like the original the other... at 14th Street, we do a couple. Right. But Was Lupo it more Marino is... No, they're... Are there pizzas? They're pizzas. Okay. I haven't been in a while. However, I mean, we, we got the beautiful oven. 
mm-hmm. at Lupo Marino. So that is really the forefront. It's the staple. Mm-hmm. And that's really what people are coming and there do you for. Guys, are you guys thinking, um, given like all the marina and all the boats down there, that people can do takeaway? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because oh, I yeah. would assume that's a huge it is. part of the business, it right? It is. It's a very big part of our business. Delivery up the Potomac. Okay, you have to be on a boat. I know. You don't have a boat. I'll be at the shoreline. They can throw it to me. Let's take a break. Oh, it's break time. All right, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Booting the Beast. We're learning all about the new Lupo Verde-ish Marino. There's so many. I know, but there's Marino, but we haven't set. But we haven't even gotten. We haven't even gotten to the Palisades yet. So much going on there. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. And speaking of the market at River Falls, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, mm-hmm. the market at River Falls in scenic downtown Potomac. Profish, great, beautiful, delicious, sustainable seafood, uh, Central Farm Markets, and uh, Meat Crafters. Well, not just Profish. Don't forget, um, at Ivy City, they're doing uh, Maryland crabs now. So you can order those in advance and go down and do a huge crab feast. And I did not know this until the other day, but at Tony and Joe's on Mondays, you can sit outside at the bar and get um, a pound lobster for like a really good price. And they steam them really well, and they're delicious. That's good because I am cheap. That's nice. <laughs> I know. As you're so there you go. famous for But I people. went without you because yeah, <laughs> it's better. Thanks. You're cheap and selfish. <laughs> All right. So let's I'm get not back. cheap. No, no. All right. <laughs> let's get back to Chef Todd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. We've got a beautiful arancino here, here that I'm going to dip into. Salsa di pomodoro, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take a big bite. Eli, where are you, man? So as you were coming up with the menu for Lupo Marino, ooh, that's beautiful. Look at the color Mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it that you wanted to put on the menu? As far as, I mean, so the concept, like I said earlier, uh, we want to do something that is quick. You know, you can eat on the run. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on. You got surprised. Nobody can touch that one because yes. I want to take a so picture So there's of it. a meatball inside with the rice and peas and all that? So the arancini is stuffed with our uh, meat ragu, or beef ragu. God, that sounds sm- delicious. And of cheese. It is delicious. Yum. That sounds well, delicious. And so and what, what did we want to have on the menu? We wanted to have interactive um, social food. So the menu is designed for people to come in and especially share. If you're not going to eat on the run, we want you to sit down and be comfortable and share so mm-hmm. lots of salad um we have what four or five different salads seven different pizzas four different pastas and four and different what's the paninis. um what's the beverage program like uh lots of bubbles mm-hmm. lots of bubbles we have a small cocktail like prosecco menu. bubbles yes or okay is it italian focused yes Excellent. absolutely mm-hmm. um we have a small cocktail menu nothing too extravagant Mm-hmm. Because we like people to enjoy the bubbles and the wine more with the food. Okay, terrific. Oh and can we talk so a good. little bit about the Palisades? Absolutely. So when did the Palisades open? The Palisades opened in May. Okay, because that took some time. Right. And and that, I'm lost. Is that where the market is? Yes. Okay. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the market. Uh, the market is where we are selling a lot of our um, we are selling all of our homemade pasta, mm-hmm. our bread, our tomato sauces. Um, you can come and get other olives and artichokes, and we sell espressos, all sorts of coffees. Mm. We're going to be doing fresh baked pastries that you can come in and have. Mm-hmm. Are you doing bamboloni? Not at the market yet, but okay. you can. I mean, for a real Italian experience, no, we you do need have an espresso and a bamboloni. We have bamboloni's on the menu, yes. Right. I paid 10 bucks for a good bamboloni. <laughs> well, Seriously. Mean, no, he really wouldn't. They are some of the best. He says that, and then he would get there and be like, this is expensive. Oh my God, you're awful. 
<laughs> divorce court. Somebody not, call divorce court right away. Right. Where's my lawyer? I mean, it would be great, but he wouldn't pay for it. Sorry, I'm paying you nine know. bucks for a good bumble Um and then but you can still sit down and eat there too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So the Palisades is like it's called Dostaria. Um mm-hmm. it is nestled into the neighborhood. He took a house and converted it into a uh, three-story restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is it is absolutely leather, gorgeous. Right? It is so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we have a chef table downstairs. Hmm. So you can have, we can do up to 12 to 14 people. Great. You get a nine to 12 course menu. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, my birthday is coming. Much up. more mm-hmm. refined. So we have the original Lupo on 14th. That's mm-hmm. rustic. We have Marino. That is the, you know, coastal fried and pizza and mm-hmm. then at the Osteria is where it's a little more refined. Excellent. All right. God, that sounds terrific. Now where can we find you on those days? Between Lupo Marino and Osteria. And the Osteria. Yes. So if somebody's going to have a chef's table experience, are you there for that? Yes. Okay. Will um, they do a buyout? I mean, if you want to take the whole place over, have they done that? <laughs> I mean if any the, restaurant uh, is like, yeah, if you'll pay enough. Right. I mean, exactly. what do you think? I mean if the uh, no, some people have a policy about not doing that. I don't no, know no, anybody absolutely. who has that policy. Right, cool. no, we wouldn't. Okay. If the dime is right. All right. All right. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Right. He well, may. I'm, I'm cheap, so I'll never right. do so it. Right. So it's not him, no, but I just so people know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so let's go back to Adrian and Blue Henry, because you got something else over there, right? Yeah, so you guys Will are go with this? You Ooh. guys are trying the sidecar. And it's garnished with our candied oranges, mm-hmm. um, which sort of are boiled in a simple sugar, and then they are coated in um, a bitters-infused um, mm. sugar. So, oh, my God, that we, is delicious. Are we better Thank off you. dropping it into the drink? Or no. You can do either way. Um, actually, a lot of folks will take that uh, candied orange and just use that to drop into a whiskey or a bourbon. And enjoy the cocktail that way. Yeah, it's so yummy. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay, so aside from the cotton candies, you also do. We also do a simple syrups and candy fruit. Okay, so yeah. like the candy fruit we're eating here. Yeah. So how do? What's the packaging for the candy fruit? What does that look like? I have one. They just you come in small jars. We mm-hmm. sell them about um, four ounces by the weight. Okay. Uh, and uh, you guys have sample sizes, but normally they are a half of a slice of an orange. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that you're trying. Where do you want this product? Do you want this in the hands of consumers? Like, are you looking to sell it in markets and stores so that people can make their own cocktails at home? Or are you looking to have it behind the bar at restaurants so that they're using it? Well, we think they're easy enough to be used by the uh, home cocktail chef mm-hmm. or cocktail mm-hmm. um, enthusiast. And so they are sold uh, online on our website, bluehenryspirits.com. Uh, also, you can find the simple syrups and the candied fruit on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also really looking to get into uh, uh, more bars and restaurants here in the area uh, and uh, think it's just really fun and, and innovative uh, uh, for Well, we'll lock the door until these people agree to buy it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll just find their cadavers in here floating. But... Uh, so the next cocktail we're going to do for you guys uh-huh. uses our rich, simple syrup and um, very similar to um, sort of a uh, Jack and Ginger. A lot of folks will order whiskey with ginger ale. Well, this time we're going to do uh, rye uh, whiskey and our ginger simple syrup and a, then just a splash of ginger ale on top. So. 
Okay, that sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. All right, well, while you make Mm -hmm. that, just if you'll tell everybody quickly, because the show is almost over, where people can find you. So Amazon, obviously, Mm -hmm. but how many restaurants are you in and like where can people find you all around? Well, we're, we're definitely on the menu at Silver um, mm-hmm. and a couple other bars in the city, uh, Wicked Bloom and Exhale Bar DC. Okay. Uh, and looking to uh, in conversations with a few other bars to get in. So uh, give us a, a call. The best way to connect us is through our website, bluehenryspirits.com, or through Instagram um, at bluehenry. Okay, terrific. I think All part right. of your mission should be telling people, including the media, how to pronounce Ipa Hank's name because they called. <laughs> they said something about him the other day. They called him Yippy. <laughs> it's Ipa. It's yes. Ipa. We yes. know his names. Anyway. All right. Well, do you want to thank our sponsors and well, do our thing? I, I do want to thank our sponsors, but first, let's talk about Industry Night uh, Oh, sure. So uh, tomorrow is our other show, not on this channel. It's uh, Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel. FullServiceRadio.org. FullServiceRadio.org. So uh, that is our deeper dive into things going on in the food, wine, and restaurant world um, all around the country. And we've been doing it at the Line Hotel now since January. It's been a great show. Um, Tomorrow we're talking about... oh Compassion over killing. Yes, compassion compassion for animals and how to live a vegan lifestyle or a vegetarian lifestyle. Or Uh, if you do eat... A meat lifestyle, which obviously everybody in here does. Um, I haven't if, gotten to the meat yet. Yes, but okay. I will but if you do, how to uh, how to really be well, how to choosy yeah. in your products that you do serve. Anyway, we're really looking forward. That's with Erica Meyer. She's been here on Foodie and the Beast before, but we'll have her tomorrow on Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast at the Line Hotel. You should totally check that out. And of course, you can check out all of our shows for both Foodie and the Beast and Industry Night. Uh, go to the list areyouonit.com and you can hear um, all the shows we've done. All right. And you got to follow Nikki on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear her live on WTOP every Thursday at 1240. Mm-hmm. And don't follow me anywhere because I'm no place. Yeah, he is I'm no place. That's very totally true. disinterested. So we want to thank all of our guests for everything today. This was a terrific show. We learned so much about uh, so many things. And everybody should start making their cocktails with cotton candy, I'm pretty sure, because it's totally fun and different. And uh, please check out the Lupo Verde, Lupo Merino line. There's so many restaurants to check out there. And Declaration Navy Yard, as well as uh, Lincoln. and Oh, Nats Park, not Navy yeah, Yard. Yeah. That's Park. Park, sorry. Uh, in trouble now. And He's Shaw yeah, and Lincoln and Teddy. And then go get relaxed at uh, Solex. Solex. So we want to thank you all for joining us today. Everybody, please have a delicious week.